0: From WKMG in Orlando, this is Space Curious, the show that answers your intergalactic questions. I'm your host, Emily Speck. t
1: 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. All three engines up and burning. 2, 1, 0, and lift off the final lift off of Atlantis on the shore. Humans
0: have been launching spacecraft into low Earth orbit and out into the universe for more than six decades. Those spacecraft, including satellites that provide GPS and weather forecasting down on Earth, they have limited lifespans. After a spacecraft is no longer serving a purpose, it becomes junk. This week's topic was inspired by our listener, Heather, who submitted a question. Hey, Emily with WKMG News. I was just curious why everything floating around space, the satellites, the excess debris, the space junk, Why is it still up there? Why is it floating around? Where is it going? What is the plan with getting rid of the space junk? I spoke to a few experts who know a lot about space junk and what challenges humans face in cleaning up the mess we make.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel Batcheldoor, I'm the Head of Aerospace Physics and Space Sciences at Florida Institute of Technology on the nation's space coast, and I'm an astrophysicist, so I use the Hubble Space Telescope and I'm very much looking forward to using the James Webb Space Telescope to uncover the mysteries of our universe.
0: First of all, what does the term space debris or space junk really mean?
1: Well, I think uh, the general public have two ideas about space debris, uh, and uh, it comes from science fiction really. Uh, and one of the most um, vivid examples that we have is at the beginning of the, the movie Wally, uh, where a spacecraft has to punch through um, all of this really thick debris that's in low Earth orbit and, and get through that. <laughs> And then the other example that we have of space debris comes from, uh, say, Star Wars or Star Trek, where the spaceships are trying to travel through an asteroid belt or an asteroid field or something like that. And one thing that these uh, these um, movies uh, and TV shows fail to, to, to convey properly is the the uh, size of space. And so whilst we say space debris, it's not like um, there's hundreds and hundreds of objects all crammed together, or creating a huge problem. Um, space is big, and the Separations between these pieces of space debris are quite large, and so we are not yet in a catastrophic condition whereby um, future spacecraft have to take um, evasive manoeuvres regularly to avoid this stuff. We're quite good at tracking where these uh, pieces of debris are, uh, or where these satellites are. It could be 50, 100, 200, 400, 500, 1,000 years from now, right? But at some point, it's going to become a problem.
0: Right What kind so right now we have um, and the people who this might most directly affect would be the people on the space station. Sometimes do they have to maneuver the space station to avoid getting hit by a piece of space junk? And, and, and how fast would, would something be moving towards them that they needed to, to move out of the way?
1: So the space station is in low Earth orbit and uh, a lot of the space debris is also in low Earth orbit. And so every now and again, uh, there will be a risk that requires the space station to slightly alter its orbit. Um, So it does that either by slowing down or speeding up and actually changes um, the, the height of its orbit, believe it or not.
0: And when we're talking about the term space junk, where does this stuff come from?
1: Well, really, if we're talking about objects that are in low Earth orbit or beyond, uh, there can be two sources. There can be natural sources uh, that come from the leftover debris from the formation of our solar system. So we see those quite regularly as shooting stars in our own atmosphere. But these are things that are very tiny, the size of uh, a grain of sand or something like that, but still moving very quickly. And then also there's the artificial debris that um, are basically the leftover components of previous uh, space missions, uh, either successful or unsuccessful ones. Uh, And so stuff has been a, a purpose left in orbit of space that is no longer usable um, or at least there's no longer a um, identified mission for that um, debris in orbit
0: for example in the next decade the international space station will likely be decommissioned and become space debris the station is currently funded through 2025 but after 20 years nasa hopes a commercial company will either take over the iss or build a new one if that doesn't happen it's unlikely the ISS will continue to operate.
1: Well, um, in the majority of cases, uh, debris that is coming back towards Earth is simply going to break up and burn up in the Earth's atmosphere. It's uh, important to realise that these objects are travelling at tens of kilometres per second. Um, So as they come down into the Earth's atmosphere, they get very, very hot through friction and basically melt and break up. And uh, if things were wrong, I mean, it could fall on a populated area, but the chances of that are exceedingly low. And I don't want any of your listeners freaking out thinking that they're going to get hit on the head by a falling piece of space station.
0: To be clear, NASA and its international partners will have a plan before the space station becomes space junk and breaks up over Earth. I don't lay awake at night worried about defunct spacecraft falling on my head, and neither should you. When satellites do come back down to Earth, they burn up into a million tiny pieces and they won't do any harm. After a break, the intergovernmental logistics of taking out the space trash. If you're enjoying this episode, you might also love another space podcast I listen to. It's called Are We There Yet? hosted by WMFE, the Orlando NPR station. My friend and fellow space reporter Brendan Byrne dives into all things Mars, and he asks, when will people finally arrive on the red planet? Check it out at WMFE.org or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. There are standards of practice in the U.S. and among other countries with space programs that determine how long a satellite can be in orbit before it needs to deorbit. There is also a United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs. That's the coordinating body working to prevent the creation of space debris. And the United States Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, better known as DARPA, has been leading efforts through international workshops to get a handle on how to coordinate satellite repair and space debris removal.
2: It's not that. It's just the Wild West up there, right? I mean, it's in everybody's self-interest to make sure it works.
0: There are a whole bunch of companies and researchers developing technology to do something about capturing pieces of space debris and to clean up low-Earth orbit, which turns out is pretty complicated.
2: Yeah, my name is Marcus Wild. I'm an assistant professor for um, aerospace engineering here at Florida Tech. And one of my research focus areas is really on robotic in space. So basically everything has to do with satellite repair in space or also removal of space debris. That's kind of my, my area.
0: According to NASA, low Earth orbit is a space junkyard with millions of pieces of human-made garbage flying at speeds of around 18,000 miles per hour.
2: So we're talking about weather satellites, we're talking about um, other Earth observation science satellites that are in orbits where everybody wants to be, but they've been left stranded there. And now those are the risky ones, because if one of these smaller ones hits one of the bigger ones and basically blows it apart, then the bigger ones turn into thousands of smaller ones and then we start potentially having a cascade that could ruin spaceflight. So you have to imagine, right? So the big thing is so these things are as big as definitely cars, but sometimes delivery vans or full full size trucks, right? So
0: At Florida Tech, researchers are trying to come up with methods to approach one of these fast flying spacecrafts, catch them, and then safely remove or deorbit the space junk without causing even more space debris.
2: And then once you grab onto them, first of all it's hard to approach them because they are tumbling. Something like that, right? You can imagine if you approach something that has large solar arrays, a large antenna, if that thing is tumbling, it's already hard to get there.
0: Spacecraft are moving around Earth at thousands of miles per hour and rotating as they go. Wilde is indicating that a moving target will be hard to catch.
2: Problems really getting there, grabbing it. That's what I see as one of the major challenges right now.
0: Some of these ideas sound pretty sci-fi and are definitely works in progress. In 2019, a UK aerospace company tested the idea of using a tiny harpoon to snag space debris and pull it back to a functioning spacecraft.
2: A lot of people had question marks. Okay, now, does this harpoon solution really make sense? Because it creates potentially more debris, and also the dynamics that you have after that are kind of weird. And the net, yeah, but after you catch it with the net, what are you going to do after that?
0: How many years away do you think we are from being able to implement a mission that could do that?
2: You know, if we wanted to, we could probably fly one in two, three years. Uh, it's just, it's just whether the funding is available and what the risk acceptance is. So, uh, Japan, the Japanese Space Agency, right now has a contract with one company that that kind of proposes to use adhesives to stick something to those satellites. And they have a contract, they, they may fly in three, four years. Uh, the European Space Agency has a mission on the books that wants to remove one of their own satellites. And that has been kicked down uh, down the road for years now, but they probably could do it in like three, four years if they had the money for that.
0: There are plans by NASA, DARPA, and international companies to refuel satellites in space and allow the spacecraft to continue to operate for what they were designed.
2: NASA wants to prove that they have in orbit refueling and and repair technology and they want to grab one of their own satellites, Landsat 7, and refuel it and then uh, to let it go again. And DARPA, DARPA is pursuing something similar. There, They call it RSGS, robotic servicing of geostationary satellites. And their idea is kind of the same thing, to go to a satellite in geostationary orbit, right? so where all our TV satellites, communication satellites are, and then to perform maintenance operations on that thing. So basically, whether it's refueling or repair, uh, or maybe just an inspection to see what's wrong.
0: Do you think space debris removal is a priority?
2: It should be. Especially now when we talk about the guys like SpaceX or potentially Amazon, right? And then OneWeb sending hundreds of more communication satellites up there.
0: What Professor Marcus Wilde is referring to is the plan from SpaceX, Amazon, and other companies to launch thousands of satellites to create a space-based internet. That's a good and a bad thing, depending on who you ask. We'll talk about SpaceX's Starlink internet plan in the next episode. But first, I wanted to make sure our listener, Heather, had her space curiosity question satisfied. So you got to listen to some of the answers that I got from our experts at FIT, and did it kind of help answer your initial question? Definitely. Thank you so much for um, taking this time to answer our question. What are you curious about? If you enjoyed this podcast and have more intergalactic questions for us to answer, submit your queries at clickorlando.com space. You can also reach out to me directly on Twitter at EMSpec. Find Space Curious wherever you subscribe to your favorite podcasts. New episodes drop every other Wednesday. This episode was edited and co-produced by Zach Rosen and myself. A special thank you to the Florida Institute of Technology, Dan Batchelor, and Marcus Wilde. I'm Emily Speck. Tune in next time for more stories that are truly out of this world.